0: Well, the Prime Minister today said Ottawa will be prioritizing immigration applications for Ukrainians who want to come to Canada and is launching a dedicated phone line for anyone who has urgent questions about immigrating from Ukraine. Here's the Prime Minister. And while the eyes of the world are on leaders, we can never lose sight of the human cost of conflict. Innocent people, including children, are now facing violence and chaos. In these dark hours, Canada's message to the people of Ukraine is this. You are not alone. We are standing with you. Of course, the invasion of Ukraine hits home for many in this country tonight who can trace the roots back to that land or still have family there tonight. We spoke to someone earlier who had a sister and her three kids in Kiev trying to flee to safety in the west of the country. That is certainly true for my next guest. Nick Krawitz's his great-grandparents immigrated to Canada nearly a century ago. His wife moved to Manitoba from Ukraine just 10 years ago, and he joins me tonight from Winnipeg. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you very much and good evening
0: i mean it, it has to have been a very tense 24 hours in your household what is what has been going on and and who is back who is back in ukraine and how are they
1: Yes, so thank you very much for your interest uh, in covering this story. Uh, my wife's immediate family is all in Ukraine. Uh, they live in the capital city of Kiev and also Boryspil, which is sort of a, a very large city next to the capital, and it's located in close proximity to the main international airport. So they live about 10 minutes or so away from that. But uh, last night when the missiles started to fly, the the airport came under attack amongst uh, other places around the country. Uh, so very concerning. You know, they were hearing the uh, the air raid sirens, hearing the missiles going off, hearing the air raid defenses trying to protect and defend uh, the country go off. Um, so very concerning. You know, in our household, we're... We've experienced a whole range of emotions, I guess, over the last 24 hours, but right now it's sort of this gut-wrenching uh, feeling, and uh, it's turning into sort of frustration and anger of how how is this even possible in 2022, in the 21st century, and uh, we're just hopeful that this will stop immediately. Uh, and that can only happen if Ukraine is supplied with uh, the assistance that they need militarily, financially, and uh, sort of unity, I guess, and uh, more decisiveness from Western countries.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I, you know, shock can quickly turn to anger in these situations. What do you do? You feel like what you were hearing today from Western leaders? I mean, it was certainly tough talk. The sanctions were tougher than we had seen. Um, why wouldn't it be enough? What what else would you like to see?
1: Well, sanctions are clearly, uh, have been proven ineffectual in deterring this attack and deterring Putin in other matters. Sanctions alone will not... Uh, uh, stop this invasion ukraine needs arms uh to help de- defend themselves because right now they are able to uh initially kind of hold off and and defend the country but whether or not that can be sustained uh for a longer period of time is uh you know it it's very difficult um and without that kind of support i it, it's doubtful um, but sanctions are, you know, obviously welcome, speeding up immigration and visas, welcomed. But uh, the massive sanctions that were promised over the last few weeks, they have not materialized yet. Uh, and that's also very concerning. They need to do much more. They have to go bigger and they have to go harder if they have any chance of deterring Putin from going further.
0: Nick, I mean, I've spent time in Kiev. I've been to Borispol Airport. I know where that is. I mean, you you mm-hmm. have two, I presume. Your wife is. Can you even conceive of living under Russian rule, or le- or at least Russian proxy rule, in that country in 2022?
1: Um, absolutely not. And you know, Ukrainians have a long history. Uh, you know that uh, they're a very proud nation. They have been seeking independence and the opportunity, I guess, to. Uh, you know, develop a country in peace, uh, in sovereignty, and so forth, and you know, on their terms. Um, so this is very concerning. But you know, imagining this happening—a full-scale attack across the entire country, uh, attacks coming in from the northern border, northeastern border, the southern border—that uh, was—it's—it's just—it's mind-blowing. And, um, you know, I don't think anybody expected the, the uh, inf- invasion on this kind of scale. Uh, you know, potentially after the recognition of, of, of President Putin of the so-called independent republics as, as states, people may have thought that uh, the, the violence may have been contained to those particular regions. But... As we've now seen over the last 24 hours, it's a full on-scale onslaught uh, of the country. And the capital right now is under missile attack. So there's, uh, I just was reading to my Twitter feed and there's videos being posted of missiles flying through the sky and so forth. So uh, it's it's everywhere and, um, you know, what Ukraine can do. They need help. They need Western countries and all countries and all people of conscience to speak up and demand an end to this aggression.
0: You know what it reminds me of, and this is this is what what scares me the most. Is I remember being in Donetsk. Um, when it was still okay. And don't forget that city in the east of Ukraine, uh, had hosted mm-hmm. the European cup in 2012, so they had this brand mm-hmm. new, quite beautiful airport. Of course, that when I went back again, it was gone. I mean, the airport had been destroyed because of course it is a, you know, it is a strategically important asset. So it had been destroyed. And that's mm-hmm. what I worry about when I look at what's happening, um, there tonight, what will happen with, with, with your family, with your wife's family? Um, are they going to leave? Are they going to stay? Um, No,
1: thank you for asking that. Um, I guess, you know, in the immediate few hours, they were sort of, you know, gathering their bearings because they were waking up to bombs and missiles flying over their head. Uh, But uh, in the last about since lunchtime, I guess, uh, Canadian sort of time, uh, they decided to evacuate the capital city uh, area. And uh, they're moving westwards uh, towards sort of where they're originally from. But uh, all of the major roadways, freeways are totally jammed. Uh, Simply going about 100 kilometers has taken five or six hours. So, you know, people are stuck in traffic trying to flee. Uh, But whether they're fleeing to a safe area, you know, remains to be seen because, you know, I guess there's a hope that the western part of the country is more safe, but no one can be sure uh, what's what's happening.
0: Yeah, I mean we saw those pictures even from this morning of the traffic leaving Kiev to try and to try and head west. Mm-hmm. Um, um I, I, I have you been encouraged at all and we seen a lot saw a lot of it today. Have you been encouraged at all by the reaction of all Canadians um today in support Yes. Of, of the uh,
1: actually I'm 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 I moved actually to put it that way. I've I've been receiving calls and texts from people. I went to elementary school with, you know, 20, 25 years ago, sort of out of the blue. And, uh, you know they're not Ukrainian, have no connection to Ukraine, uh, but they wanted to express their thoughts and concerns, and you know let us know that they're thinking about us and so forth. And uh, so that was really touching, um, you know, to see. But I think you know this this uh, this war it illustrates that this is not about solely about Ukraine this is attack on sort of the democratic free world by a, a tyrant. And, um, his sort of delusional speech there about 24 hours ago was really shocking because he basically threatened, uh, anybody, any government that comes to the assistance of Ukraine. And he, he threatened consequences that the world has never seen before. Um, you know, what does that mean in, I guess, in theory, in his head or in practice, um, You know, is is very scary, and we are we talking about nuclear war? What does he mean by that? But using those words as a threat to anybody who comes to Ukraine's assistance is is very troubling, and just more evidence of why this madman needs to be stopped.
0: Nick, I think world leaders tonight are trying to figure out exactly what he meant, but it was certainly ominous. Uh, Nick, I wish you and your wife all the best. I certainly wish her family uh, safety Mm -hmm. tonight. And uh, thank you so much for being here with us this evening. And we will look forward to speaking to you again. Please keep in touch. And again, I hope uh, hope your wife's family find their way to safety this evening, slowly but surely.
1: Thank you very much. We're very grateful for your support and uh, the opportunity this evening to share our thoughts.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Nick Kravitz.